to give everybody out there listening a very warm White Cat welcome because you're tuned in to the White Cat Outdoors podcast. <laughs> Nailed him right at the beginning. Oh, Sometimes boy. that happens. What's going on, everybody? Come on in, have a sit down, and uh, don't get used to my voice because I'm going to be gone for a few weeks. Frank, I- before we get too close, what episode are we? 33. Oh. You're not getting me ever again. I don't believe it. It's never going to happen again. I'm going to remember so, from forever. What just, what just happened there at the beginning on the other side of the table here? Well, uh, That's nothing, sir. Oh, that, is that a, that sounds like a new voice. An old friend, if you will. Yep. Jared's yep. here. That'd be uh, old lead fly. How y'all doing? Yeah. Jared was over downloading the new season of COD, so we figured since Freaking he was sitting on the him. couch, we better have him on a mic. So he's here. Here I am. You heard Nick talking already, and... Tom's sitting over there, too. Hey, everybody. Tom, I've never seen somebody hold a beer like that. Just uh, protect myself from being capped. You can never be too careful. No. It's true. You can't. Yeah. So, what are we talking about today? a brand new today? chew I just nope. put in, Tom. Ruin that. Thank you. You can chug with a chew in. You nope. could. Physically, it could happen. I'm not going to do that. Just go ahead and do your thing. Frank's going to tell us what we're talking about, because he's going to be gone for a while. Yeah, like I said, I'm going to be gone for... Pretty Eight much. months. Not not that long. That's a long time. It won't be that long. I'll yeah, he's be fired off the podcast for good. Pretty much. Uh I'm like me and Nick have gone back and forth saying we're never gonna miss an episode, but I've known from the very beginning that I will be missing episodes because of Alaska and I will be I was anticipating leaving in like two weeks. Two but weeks. Then I got a call last night saying, Hey, uh, you're leaving on Sunday, so I got three days to prepare. So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, just Alaska trip. It's three days ample time to prepare for a month in Alaska. It is yeah. because we've already made a podcast about preparing for Alaska, so Frank yeah. can just go back, listen to that, and he's going to know exactly what he's going to need. Yeah, to I'll pack my bag right along with it, minute for minute. But, um, it's cold. Uh, but it, no, like, it's plenty of time because I know what I take up there, I know what I need, I pretty much have all of my hunting stuff together already at all times. Uh, the only thing that's kind of a pain is obviously like COVID restrictions. You excited about the test? That, that's actually something that would be kind of oh. neat to talk about because there's a I lot of... I was trying. Well, <laughs> just I mean, I, like for Alaska, but in probably for a lot of out-of-state hunting in general, like people yeah. are getting ready to start preparing hunts. Um, so talk about what it's going to take for you to get to Alaska with the whole COVID pandemic thing going on. Well, right now it's not that difficult or a pain, really. You you have to go get the test, but they don't require you to have your results in hand when you get there. Well, that sounds like it's very useful. I know, like that's what I thought when they first told me that. I'm like, how much freaking sense does that? Like, please, you have to go get the test, or you're not allowed in the state. But it doesn't matter if you have your result. You could test positive, but if you don't know that when you show up, they're like, no, you're fine. Go ahead, do whatever you want. But they did just change it. Uh, it actually doesn't take effect until the 11th, so I'll already be up there and I won't have to worry about it. But after the 11th, you have to have a negative test in your hand that you took within 72 hours of arriving in Alaska. But I know, like you were saying, with other like out-of-state hunts, I don't know what like other states are doing, but I know Pennsylvania has a list of quite a few states that if you're coming from like Missouri, say, I know Missouri's one of the states that you have to quarantine. If you come into PA from Missouri, you have to quarantine for 14 days, no matter what. And I don't know if they have any <laughs> testing rules as far as that goes, like Alaska does. I'm not sure, but I know you have to quarantine. And you're supposed to quarantine, like, uh, when I get up there, you have to quarantine for two weeks. And you're kind of already quarantining yourself. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. We can we're allowed to quarantine in camp. So when I get out into the field, that counts as my quarantine time. So I don't have to do anything extra or whatever. I can just go out in the field, and that counts. Well, that should make it pretty simple for you because it's not like there's much people out there anyway. Yeah, there's nobody six feet. So don't forget at all times. You're going out there guiding moose, correct? I'm, I won't be guiding, but well, I'll be in moose camp. Helping. When I first get you're up there. You're working for a moose guide. Yeah. When I first get there, um, I'll pretty much just be like working on boats and getting camps and stuff ready. And then I believe he told me that there's some fishermen coming in beforehand. Like when I first get there, I'll be coming in with some salmon fishermen. 
So I'll be working in camp with them, probably just cooking and doing whatever, fixing boats and dumb shit for those guys. And then right after them, there's some bear hunters coming in on the 20th. And then the early bear season is from the 20th to the 30th. So we'll have bear hunters in camp then. And then after those bear hunters leave, we'll have a couple day lull. And then around like the third, moose hunters will come in. And then moose season starts on the 5th and goes to the 15th. Now is this black bear or brown bear? Brown bear. It's all brown bear. And you, you can only bait black bear, correct? In certain parts of the Not all parts of the state you can bait black bears. Gotcha. Are you ever allowed to bait brown bear? No. Gotcha. Are you allowed to hunt over a carcass? Yes. You cannot mm. move the carcass. Like if you have a whole moose, say it falls in the river, and you quarter it in the river... You cannot drag pieces of the carcass up out other than, you know, meat that you're keeping and hide and stuff. But if you drag the whole moose out of the river to quarter it and take care of it and leave the carcass right there after you quarter it, that's fine. You can hunt over that. But if you quarter it on land and then you pick up a piece and move it somewhere else that you want to hunt, that's baiting. So as soon as you mess with that carcass after you have, you know, field dressed it, then it's considered baiting. But if you just leave it as it lies, you can sit over it and hunt bears off of it. Is that hmm. a pretty common tactic up there? Yeah, that and like sitting on fishing holes or a lot of times what we do like early in the morning, we'll just get in the boat and idle the motor and just float down the river. And you know, a lot of the bears will be standing there watching over the fishing holes and you can just float right up to them and they don't really pay attention because the motor's not ripping, they don't really care. And you can get within rifle range of them that way, but you're not allowed to shoot them from the boat, are you? You, not you, the boat can't be under power, <laughs> so you can turn the boat off, the yeah. motor off. Yeah, or you can pull it up on the beach, and you know, because you don't want to be rocking around in a boat, right, right? So just pull it up on the beach and go from there. Now, are you? Uh, you said you're setting up camps, um, and you're gonna have some fishermen and stuff. So, is it? different camps for fishermen bear and moose like it to me it seems like you're not going that far up river for fishing are you the fish camp that the guy runs out of is like 40 minutes down river from the village that he works out of so that's not a far ride and the early bear hunters will most likely be run out of that same camp that the fishermen will be in that makes sense because you set off the fishing holes, so... Yeah, exactly. But where we do the moose hunting and moose... Like, bear season runs with moose, moose season, yeah. so you can hunt at the same time. Um, moose is what, like a two-week season? Yeah, it's from the 5th to the 15th. Okay. <clears throat> Ten days. Yeah. So, they run at the same time, but those bear hunts and moose hunt, Like, the moose hunts will be a lot farther up river, like 100 and probably 130 miles and you're that's mainly just to get away from like the locals and natives yeah pretty much and you know we have established camps up there so and those are kind of like uh your guide has those pretty much reserved for himself like you're not going to run into another guide setting up 100 yards up river are you mm, you can it's not like or you more ha- of a respect thing between yeah outfitters. it's pretty much more like that than okay. you don't really have a specific area that you are only allowed in anybody can come and do whatever they want there's like some camps that you have that you can like it's sort of like a lease from the state you have a permit to put up your tents and burn a fire and different stuff on that site so another person can't come and set up on that site because you have a permit for it but they could hunt right there though yeah exactly there's no hunting rights you know if you're somewhere 150 miles up river then someone can come up right there. Gotcha. Uh, well, I've never uh, bear hunted, but uh, you keep saying the early season bear. That's it, what they're going up there well, for. Like, what is that? I mean, is it kind of like deer at all? Like, is early season slow for bear? I don't know how bear. No, really when operate, I say but, early, I just mean like, because hunters. Well, like the outfitter will have like a 10 day window for these hunters and then a break between I gotcha. that. So gotcha. when I say the early bear, see, it's one season. Gotcha. That's what I was like. I don't know if they're out there rutting or not, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the bears go into rut. Okay. Do, I mean, is there much um, like activity with bears, like changing throughout the season? Like is, or do you guys pretty much hunt them the same way? Like off the river yeah. throughout the entire season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the season. same, same way the whole time. What's a, uh, I mean, I don't know if you're allowed to give out those kind of numbers, ballpark on a price for a bear hunt. 
I think that's kind of public. Or not like it's, I mean, he puts yeah, I mean, pamphlets I mean, I've never it. looked into it. No, it changes for every outfitter. I mean, you can. Depends on who you're going yeah, with. Yeah, okay. Ballpark, yeah. you could say like fifteen to 25000 would be a yeah. pretty and large it, Like ballpark, if you go to Kodiak Island, you, know, you could pay $40,000 for that. Really? Yeah. So Alaska, I'd say Alaskan would be, I mean, you're north of ten grand easy. Yeah. Hmm. So not a cheap date. Yeah, it, it, like I said, and it does depend on the area you're going. Gotcha. And the outfitter that you're going with. So what is a, a respectable bear, brown bear? That's you guys got brown bears, not grizzly bears. Well, yeah. they, yeah, I guess location. Yeah, coastal that. bears are brown bears, but they, about six thousand pounds would be a small bear, you know. But I'm not buying it. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of blank faces staring at Frank. <laughs> yeah, no, like a, a big bear, you know, a, a nice bear's six hundred pounds. Gotcha. It's not bad. I, I do want to clarify. But, I mean, they do um, obviously get a lot bigger oh, than right, that. Right. Um, with Jared and his inexperience with, like, bear hunting, which I, I don't bear hunt either, um, but because I know this from talking to you and Uncle Frank, you don't actually need a guide for moose, but for bear, yeah, you have, you have to, to have, have a guide. So there's no, you can't, oh, you there, have, you can't there's just, no, like, I'm going to go shoot a bear in Alaska. Yeah, there's no cheap way to do a bear hunt. You ah. could, in theory, get your license for moose and go and do it. Like, is, there, is there a reason behind that, though? Like, why do you don't need a... Kill you. Tell me a moose won't kill you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll run that moose. Yeah, okay. I actually don't know the answer to this. Yeah, so Frank, no do you want to weigh in on why you have to if, have a guide? If you have an answer. If not, I just... Curiosity. I mean, I honestly am surprised that you don't need a guide for moose right. because... Because of the restriction. Yeah, because of the 50-inch restriction. And you have, like, what, like, have a, like a class teaching you how to judge, but... Mm-hmm. The first time you look at a 40-inch moose, you're like, that thing's freaking 60 yeah, inches yeah, wide. Well, com- well compared <laughs> yeah. to, you know, a 20-inch wide eight-point, like, a whitetail is, like, a yeah. monster. Yeah. yeah. That's a stretch even for me. Yeah, okay, the first moose I ever saw, one. I was like, that's a monster. And they're like, Shoot ah, that's him. tiny. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, that, it does up. really surprise me that you And there's don't. no restriction on a bear whatsoever. Just, like, Whatever bear brown you. and down kind of thing. You can... No, I mean... Does it have to be a certain weight? or No, it's not like a size thing. It's more of like an age. And yeah, How do you go about first... aging a bear? Like, well, just uh, looking young, at young it, ones will be with their mom. Obviously. Yeah, and if they're by themselves, you're good to go. If, as long so as basically, they're by you're themselves. talking like first, second year cubs, you're not supposed to shoot. Yeah, exactly. If it's in its third year, it's usually by itself. You know, it's away from its mom. You're good to go, okay. even if it's a 6 It's ironic because that's all people around here want to shoot. Because yeah. it costs so much to get a full body mount. <laughs> yeah. So that okay. So that makes sense. Basically, as long as it's not with its mother, it's considered yeah. legal to shoot. Yeah. So if it's a you know a six foot bear or a ten foot bear, if it's alone, you're you can put the hammer down. Green light. Put one in its gearbox. Oh yeah. We did kind of like skip over. Do you have an answer for why you uh, have to have a guide for brown bear? I mean, I don't know if it's more of like a safety thing or just people. It would make sense. Yeah. It's a safety thing, I guess, but it just doesn't, I don't know. I, know, I feel like you I'm should. I'm going after grizzly bears, I'm going to want somebody that. We're talking brown knows... bears here, Tom. <laughs> Coastal. Uh, yeah. Well, Stick with it. If I'm going after brown bears, I'm going to want somebody that kind of knows a thing or two about mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Along the way with me. Yeah. Y- yeah, you would think so. Yeah, and you definitely do with moose too. Cause yeah, I don't. I don't think I'd want to go unguided for my first. No, trip because if you get no. if you shoot a illegal moose, that's big fines. It's gonna and be big your last trouble. moose. Yeah, <laughs> you will get zero more fun. moose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll cost you more than than the bear hunt. I would assume. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you, yeah. yeah you would have saved money by just paying somebody. <laughs> <to go with. laughs> it's almost cheaper. It is almost. almost cheaper. And if I'm not mistaken, it's on the hunter as well as the guide. Yeah. If you shoot an illegal which, moose. Which, yeah. yeah, which I was shocked by that. So your guide could tell you, yep, that's legal. You shoot it. And you shoot it and you can get screwed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because ultimately, ultimately, it's your decision to pull the trigger. He can say, yeah, that's it's legal. Dirty. Yeah. That's dirty. Yeah. That kind of doesn't make sense because you're paying this guy yeah. how much money to say, to keep point you in the right direction, but uh-huh. ultimately, it comes down to you. Yeah, that's... When fines are getting doled out, you're on the dock. (laughs) Yikes. One for you, one for you. Everybody gets a free ticket. Well, that would suck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you better do your research then. Well, that's exactly it. You want to make sure you've got a good guide. Yeah. You know, if you're walking through the outdoor show and every moose hunts twenty grand, and there's one dude doing it for 3500 bucks. (laughs) That's our guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Jeez, so, I mean, I, don't, I, I can't imagine. There's like all sorts of licensing that comes with getting your guide license. So I would be hard pressed to believe that there's too many guys out there that are making questionable calls. Right, and like, obviously they're not trying to steer you. Yeah, in that they're direction, getting, well, they're but they're gonna get in trouble too. So it's yeah, not you'll like lose your only, guide. You license. still got to pay for it if they. If they do that, or like the hunt's well, paid for, whether you kill an animal, you've already or not. paid for that up front. No oh, matter, yeah, no oh, matter yeah. what. Yeah. Like, okay, so now if you shoot, he gives you the green light, and you shoot something that's illegal, you don't get your money back. No, that's baloney. I mean, that's and like, you get a fine. You can probably a fine, take yeah. that up with your outfitter. Like, yeah, it's, my yeah, guide they, told me this was legal, and it's not like I don't know no dookie shoes. But like it, it, and at that point, it falls to the registered guy that owns the outfit to. If he wants to cut you a deal no because way. his guide messed up, or if he wants to just be like, ah, sorry. That's Which, I mean, like, your Better dad, luck next year. That's a new problem. <laughs> well, your dad brought oh up a good God. point, though. Like, that money's not just, like, fun money for him. Like, it pays for the fees to have that camp there, the boats. Right. Like, the licensing, everything. So, it's once you pay your guide, the money is spent. Like, it's not yeah. like... Yeah, he didn't put it in his pocket, and he's saving it for yeah, a Yeah, he's not day. taking it to the casino. Like, yeah. So, even if you get screwed... Like your money's he's gonna spent. be okay. Yeah. Like your money's spent, so it's just it's it's up. It's like Frank said, it's up to the registered guide that owns yeah, the outfit. Yeah, if he wants to, you know, well, you know, comp meet you in the middle with you. Yeah. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Wow, that would suck. Yeah. yeah, I've never personally heard of a catastrophe like that happening. No, um, but I guess it's not impossible. No, definitely. No, so not. let me throw this at you. So we're we're white teal white tear deal. Yeah. Yeah. Start over. Hell yeah, top. brother. <laughs> Whitetail hunters back here. Yeah, we here. are. And uh, we know, like, pretty good ballpark outside the ears. Just outside the ears is about 17 inches. It's about 27. So is there, Depends like, the a, a ballpark for moose where you can say, okay, that's ballpark 50-inch moose? What, like, the most common thing that I've heard people do, like, they say that a moose's eyes are about 9 to 10 inches apart. So you just kind of line that up back and forth, and it's so. a lot more complicated than just outside the ears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, if it would be nice if their ears were fifty inches wide, then you, <laughs> he's right in his ears. Put, twenty him, inches. Put them down. Put him down. If it's twenty inches outside its ears, it's probably pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you just kind of got to look at it and. Now they say moose, you know, because they don't have any predators. A lot of times, you could just take a tape measure right up to them, measure it. Walk right up to them. Yeah, yeah. they're pretty, pretty understanding about it. Pretty docile creatures. They'll let you get right up there and measure it, count, you know, how many brow tines, everything. Oh yeah, that's another thing. If it's nobody got take four this brows, part serious, yeah, actually, don't yeah, listen to any yeah, of this. Jared, we didn't say this earlier, so it's like the fifty inch is like the legal moose for non-residents, but also if you've got four brow tines on one side, it's considered legal, which. Neither of those are a good example of that. It's, okay, over, yeah. it's over fifty right. inches. Um, yeah, if it's no, over fifty, then the brow tines don't matter. But I if it's like under most fifty, most of the time, though, if it has four brows, it's probably going to be fifty inches. Yeah, most of the time. And now a moose is a little different, though. You know, with the big paddle and everything. How how exactly do you go about widest? Just the widest point on a moose, like yeah. furthest point you can stretch it. Yeah, yeah. and you call that straight, okay. like a you, you, you can't go, go diagonal, straight across. Yeah. Straight, obviously, yeah. So you got to go straight across across like basically if you just took say like a, a pvc you, pipe and just went from the top straight down the widest point you can get to that's where the measurement's taken from gotcha yeah because frank's had certain moose um their paddles kind of fall out versus back um some of them like frank had a really cool one last year um in camp that was folded um that looked pretty neat mm-hmm. so there's it's it, like a whitetails rack mm-hmm. does yeah. different things and actually right. one of the biggest moose that we had last year was the narrowest one but it had insanely wide paddles, but they were pointed straight forward. Really? Instead of being like laid wide open. Like if you were looking mm-hmm. at it, you weren't looking at its palms. You were looking at it straight Looked like on. it had nothing up there yeah. almost. But it, I mean, it was a huge moose, but it just wasn't wide. So even pointed straight at you, it was still 50 inches, which mm-hmm. like you said, Scott, that's going to be a big moose. Yeah, it was huge. It was it's a shame big. he didn't open up. Yeah. <laughs> he it would have been 80 records. inches yeah. wide. <laughs> what, okay. What's the biggest moose you or your dad have seen in camp? The biggest like one I like ever saw. I'm not saying saw. highest scoring, but like widest you've the, seen. The widest one I saw was last year. It was 67. I don't know Damn. what the widest now, one. Now, in 50 inches, that's a trophy moose. Like, that's not. Like yeah, a, that looks like a moose. There's moose not a lot of big. people around here that have a 20 inch spread on a whitetail. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's a, if I shoot something that has 20 inches, like, I've been. 
damn close. I had one buck that was 19 and some odd change. Yeah, I've got one of those. Right there. You know what I mean? Like, it was a heartbreaker. My dad's got, like, like 21. Yeah. I, that's, a, that's a trophy. Like, when you see him out that far, like, to me, I don't care if he's got two points. Like, man, if he's 20 inches wide, he's going home. He's going home you with me. Go home. Yeah. He's coming with me, boy. <laughs> yeah, big time. That's I can't even imagine seeing sixty. Would you say seven? Sixty-seven yeah. inches. That is bananas. Yeah, it's almost six feet. Yeah, they, they get big. Just a shade under. <laughs> <Can't>. <laughs> You're a funny guy, Nick. So you know that. what uh, you had mentioned early, Frank, that uh, you wouldn't actually be guiding necessarily um, while yeah. like in moose and brown bear. Like I know that's kind of that's the track you're on is to become a guide. So yeah. I guess maybe talk about what it takes to become a guide and why you're doing what you're doing in camp this season and last. Well, they actually just changed it this year, and I haven't even looked at what the new guidelines are to get your assistant guide license. We'll pretend that we recorded this before they've changed. You can tell us what you know. (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you what I know. Last year and what it has been forever was um, 30 days in a season like working for an outfitter and hunting you have to have a hunting license um and then if you don't have 30 in one season then it's 60 days over two or more years that you're working for an outfitter and stuff so after last year i was eligible to get my guide license but i just was like no i'm not not ready for that yet so that's fair. Um, yeah, because I'm not gonna have somebody spend twenty five thousand dollars on me when I'm like, mm, I, I might, I might get two minutes. I might get two minutes. <laughs> so, yeah, I can get my guide license whenever I want now. Uh, but I'm just gonna wait another year. I'm gonna go through this moose season again and hunt and work with some other guides and learn a little bit more for another year before I get it. So once, all right. So now that you you spent your thirty days in camp, um, what's the next step? Like, I guess. Wh- you were, I mean, you did a little bit of like hunting with guides last year yeah. um, to help learn like judging. Um, but I know you were kind of like a camp hand as well for like packing, yeah. which they were very generous and dropped them close to rivers. Yeah, um, that's nice. And doing a little bit of cooking. Um, but once you get your thirty days in camp, um, or sixty over two seasons or whatever, you've got you've mm. reached that criteria. What's the next step? The next step, you have to get like a, basically like a letter of recommendation from. A registered guide like the guy that I work for would have to say, yeah, I am competent enough to have my guide license and that's it. You just have to have the time and the letter of recommendation saying you're good to go and then you can get it. There's no, and you mentioned earlier that like a class, like for judging that's not required. But No, you don't have to take a class for judging moose, but I mean, it's. I feel like that's something you'd want to do though. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if you think about it though, like what better class is the real world staring yeah. at a moose that. So, like another guide who, who's judged 40 moose in the past 20 years or whatever is mm-hmm. saying, yep, that one's over 50. Right. So I'm sure you can get the same education in the field. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Hands-on which is always where it's at, but I mean, the probably wouldn't hurt. hurt. Yeah, the yeah. probably wouldn't hurt. hurt. Yeah. Hit up YouTube for a few videos yeah. first. <laughs> Something. Yeah. yeah. So, so basically, once you get your letter of recommendation, then you're ready to rip. You can guide is how does that work for i know you're up there for moose and brown bear is it 30 days after big game or like do you have to do 30 days of moose 30 days of brown bear no no it's after big game okay so you can guide alaskan big game after 30 days yeah and that's for for your assistant i don't know what all it entails for for a registered license there's a lot more that goes into that there's math so we're talking guide that works for a registered guide just for anybody that's yeah like interested in taking this path we're yeah. not talking about owning our own outfits it's yeah, correct. working for an outfitter yeah so does that i mean that opens you up to potentially do like sheep hunts like not that you were that's what you're after but like is that classified under the same guiding yeah i would just have to go work i mean the guy that i work for doesn't do sheep hunts so i'd have to find somebody else to work for to do that but yeah but i'm, I'm saying like it's the same pro like once you get your guide license in alaska it covers all big game in alaska mm-hmm. okay about small game squirrels there are black squirrels small up there game in alaska. Is huge what do you uh, what do you charge somebody to go up there slay some black squirrels what's probably, that run of fella probably at least 100 grand 100 grand yeah break out your pocketbook give me 30 days <laughs> give me 30 seconds send her in 
That'd be wild. Somebody takes a trip all the way to Alaska for a squirrel hunt. I'm going to do it. Is that, no, I mean, not. once he has his guide How license. How many squirrels do you see in a season, Frank? Too many. Honestly, not many. So, but you I do mean, see him. Some. Listen, you do see him. Imagine the that elusive you, imagine river that you, squirrel yeah. up there in Alaska. Imagine that YouTube video. The boys take a trip you to Alaska. You won't have to for imagine squirrel. for very long. It's going to happen. We're going to do it. You spend all this money to get to Alaska for squirrel hunting. Wow. Dude, I tried to get my cousin to go to Missouri with me to shoot an albino squirrel. He won't do it with me. He oh. thinks it's dumb. But Weird. That is crazy <laughs> that somebody would think that. I don't know why, man. Just a I, short trip to Missouri? Just, yeah. I mean, we can do other stuff, but I mean, like, is there like obviously. A, plethora of albino squirrels in missouri uh yeah I, apparently that's like one i don't of the know hot about spots. a plethora but it is as far as and there are places that you get fined for shooting them though too which is so you have to like, stay out of those regions yes so i believe me i, I looked into it a little He's bit done his research you folks. should become a guide i'm thinking about it is there any small game guides up there looking for some squirrel hunts so. you Let might fly. be the first talk to your guy I'll, I'll, we'll be in touch he we'll wants to set stuff. up a whole new branch of outfitting give me a 907 number let me talk to him. That's <laughs> um, one thing you don't see much of at the Great American Outdoor Show is squirrel guides. No. I don't know if I've ever seen, you seen any. saturated market, Jared. If you uh, get might have found a hot spot. Say you could tap into a whole network of yeah. opportunities. No, I, I know what I'm doing. It's okay. I, um, honestly, you better jump on it quick because there's a lot of people tuning in. And <laughs> oh, I know could, it. They could be jumping Dude, in. I know it. The numbers are left and right. higher than the corona these days, man. You guys got new new subscribers popping up daily. It's ridiculous. Yep. It's wild. You guys better get at it. We're up to seven ratings on Apple. <laughs> so That's a bunch. How many of them are they from people we know? Uh, it doesn't say. Uh, well, I do Zero. know that there's a there is one commented rating that came from pretty sure from Shaley. It says Jared Larson, but pretty sure it came from Shaley. Oh yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I remember that now. Yeah, I remember talking about the good-looking guys on the podcast. Oh yeah, uh, boy, that was a fun needs. night. Um, Jaylee, we should go to Fat Willie's again sometime. <laughs> that was fun. Um, are our ratings good? All five stars. Oh man, All fives. That's what we like. Yeah, yeah it's because, so it's it's because no of conversations like this, Tom. Yeah. People love it. They feel like they're at the table. Yeah. You huh? know what? It's like we bring them to the table when we talk about the outdoors. Host hot seat. Almost You're all like invited. That. We Yeah, we did rip through the host hot seats. We did one a month. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. That yeah. seat is definitely hot. <laughs> Perfect time. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> you just never know what you're going to get here on the White Cat Outdoors podcast. Sure don't. So what else about moose hunting, Frank? Is this? Is, I mean, you're going to be gone a long time. When Frank, by the time Frank appears on the podcast again, who knows? We might run this thing into the ground. I'm going to have gone. to fill in for him. Yeah, it ain't going to be easy. You guys might destroy it by the yeah, time I get Frank can come back. Listen, we lost everything. <laughs> we uh, have not Billy up one time. Yeah. So that I mean that could happen. Um, just throw it's it out there. It's not going to happen. It's, it won't. Better not happen. No, it won't. I'll make sure it lives on. Frank's going to be coming back for like episode 40, and he's going to be like, "What? What?" what? Uh, but anyway, so. You're going to be up there a long time. Yeah, what I'll else? be back. Like, right as archery season starting here Hell in PA, yeah. I'll be so coming like back. like October 2nd or 3rd or something like that. Yeah, I'll be back a little bit before that. Like, end of September, maybe Fingers first of October. You're going to have some new equipment sitting in your room by I the time you get back. tell you what, I'm I'm pumped about it. I've been watching... Oh, they keep le- I've so been watching yeah. Instagram Lone Wolf just day. keeps leaking... Lone Wolf Custom Gear, sorry. Yeah. Should, is leaking, like, little tidbits of information. <laughs> Did it again. <laughs> Man, it just happens. Um, of just like other products, and it's just like send them. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah, excited to get like, that. He's swiping that card constantly. Uh, and it's electronic, it's online. So <laughs> anytime. They didn't have to leave the wall gear. anymore. Swiper, no swiping. Got my, uh, they have my information saved, so I just, it's a click and buy. Just give them a quick call. <laughs> Save that down. shit for next time. Yeah, Br- Brenda over there at customer service just has, she just <laughs> sets me up. She got there her stuff go. together. Yeah. So, anyway, so yeah. Frank will be all ready to go. For yeah, I'm definitely season. excited to get that custom gear stuff when I get back because I'm I'm pretty bummed I don't have it now. I don't get to. You're you're gonna have it before I do. You're gonna have all my stuff sitting at your house and. Yeah, I might sell it. See if I can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> turn turn, turn Yeah, I mean, there's gonna be people out there trying to get it before season. If chomping I got an extra at the one, bit, dude. Like Frank. It's actually not chomping at the bit. We you know talked that? about this. Before. Oh, have you? Wait, yeah. what? When? Okay, I, I don't know if it was on a podcast. Yeah, we definitely talked about it. I must one. have been drinking because I don't remember this it at all. Happened. Fill me in. It, uh, let me pull out Google real quick. Oh, my. Bear with me for one minute. But yeah, I, I it's was It's not surprised. chomping at the bit? No. 
What, what could is it, it possibly be? I'm gonna tell you here. In a it's second. like that T Pain song. I call it twatting. The uh, the ooh wee part of T Pain. <laughs> you turn out it's and we. And is this is this new info to you too? I have no. I idea don't even know what you're about. talking about. You ever so. heard that T Pain song? You know who the hell is T Pain? Okay, I know who T Pain. <laughs> Get out of here, It's actually champing at the bit. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. We're gonna what go is, ahead okay, and say what's champing. The, what's the origin behind champing at the bit? Champing at the bit refers to the tendency of some horses to chew on a bit when impatient or eager. So you see, so when they like chomp on their bit, when that's called cha- champing. It's called champ. champ. When they chomp on a bit, it, they refer to it as champing. Maybe yes. only champion horses do it. <laughs> yep. Mm. I think there's a typo it. in your. <laughs> Who what are you on Wikipedia? Oh. Get him out of here. Yeah. Get him out of here. Yeah. Even people also ask, which is correct, chomping at the bit or champing at How the bit? How many people are asking where that becomes a Google's preferred answer? Like, a lot. Enough. Like they're, you know what? Quarantine's just brought like the best out of people. <laughs> it's wreaking havoc on the, this world right now. The original phrase is indeed champing at the bit. There you have it, folks. Set your source. <laughs> Thank Google. you, Tom. APA or I'm going to say chomping. We prefer MLA here. I, you know what? That's one thing. You know, they always say MLA or APA. I have never once had a professor or high school teacher ask for APA. Yeah, me either. I've always. never followed either or. Like I, just, <laughs> I usually just type in one big paragraph. <laughs> yeah, they prefer that. <laughs> the uh, info gets across all the same. Yeah. The only APA I know is the uh, archery company. Yeah, it makes some pretty sweet bows. They have You can order them straight from the factory at a 95-pound draw. No kidding. It's a little heavy. Yeah, a little light if you ask me, but... <laughs> who's who's adding? I usually uh, put a couple extra washers underneath <laughs> the limbs in my bows to crank them up a bit. Yeah. But no, don't do that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> don't want anybody to believe that I actually do that. People snapping limbs left and right. You said it on the internet, dude. It's true. Yeah, but they're, I mean, their bows are pretty sweet. They have like a little hook. Like built right into the riser to like hang the bow, um, and they also have a broadhead sharpening uh, tool in the riser, um, and then you can actually change the strings out without a press. There's like just basically what? Like, yeah, it's pretty wild. I was looking at them before I went with the Lobo, um, but a lack of being able to try the bow out somewhere yeah. was a big factor. Um, and just not knowing anybody that, cause like Lobo is Darton. So like, I was yeah. able to talk to a lot of people that have shot Darton and stuff. Um, but APA, I've only seen them at like one or two trade shows. Um, but basically you are able to, uh, um, there's like a pin like in the cam that it you like can lock it. Yeah. That you can lock it. So you draw it back. Yeah. Like there's like a foot spot in the riser where you can step on the riser and pull it up a little bit and put this pin through. And then it is relaxes it. Relax and you can change limbs out and stuff. It's, I don't know. It's supposed to be like some like survival bow. There's some other yeah. like weird. Um, there's like a fire starter in it. Like it's it's pretty cool. Nice. I feel like if um, you're in a survival situation, you're not going to have access to new strings and cables. <laughs> well, that if you well, packed accordingly. Yeah, I mean, if <laughs> you ever watch Naked and Afraid, they get a few things <laughs> yeah. in that satchel. Yeah, that's right. I tell you what, if I was in a survival situation, I'd rather have a, a firearm. Just, just my thought. No but, bullets, yeah, you can run you out of bullets. I could run out of arrows. Why don't you just find them? What if they stick in the animal? <laughs> Uh, that means you. you uh, that means you hit the shoulder, and uh, that's it's no bueno. Yeah, it's your own damn vault. <laughs> that's a bitch slap of truth. Right <laughs> <laughs> uh, this time, I actually do mean vault. <laughs> <laughs> so we could discuss if it's fault or vault, but this time no. I do mean vault. Mm-hmm. Um, we are way way yeah, off. Topic. We talked a little bit about Alaska tonight. He was. <laughs> this, this Frank is was supposed to be coming back right there. At, Beginning of archery season, yeah. where we left yeah. off. Yeah, there. we were talking about because I was saying I'm really excited to get that DS.5 from Lone right. Custom Gear. And I'm, I'm even, I'm honestly a little bit more excited for Nick to get the double steps because I really, really want to try those. Yeah, they just launched those a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but their double steps, like uh, Byron Horton um, from the Whitetail Experience posted some comparison pictures of um, Beast sticks and Hawk Helium sticks. Um, which are, I would say, before Lone Wolf came out with their double steps, were probably the most popular double step configurations mm-hmm. out there um, for climbing sticks. So Beast had theirs for quite a while, but they're really hard to get a hold of just because it's a small company that they do like batch orders. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hawk Helium, you know, everybody knows who Hawk is. I'm sure you've used the Hawk stands 
seen we got we got one hawk okay so you know what hawk is yeah they also make mobile setup stuff so they have their double steps um but i'm not an astronaut i'm a hunter but anyway lone wolf custom gear came out with their own double steps and they stack incredibly low profile yeah like there are three sticks is what they're that comes in a three pack which is what beast and hawk does as well so they're all the same length they're gonna get you the same height in the tree um but the Lone Wolf Custom Gear sticks, it, three of them is two and a half inches thick. Like, I mean, it's like that. It's, <laughs> it's not thin. bad. Um, it's it's wild. Like, compared to, like, he put them next to Beast Sticks and uh, Hawk Heliums in there. I mean, it's like all three of them is lower than one of the other sticks. It's wild. Yeah, they're pretty dumb. Um, and I've, If I was more into mobile hunting, I'm sure I'd be fired yeah, up Frank's right now but um, yeah, yeah jerry like, i can see you're just like crazy i'm just like yeah i got a ladder <laughs> i got my river's edge i'll be going back to it don't worry about it yeah we we i mean we've been mobile hunting with like climbers for years but jumped into lock-ons all three of us are running lock-ons uh now just because it, it just it's more versatile i guess if you will you can mm-hmm. hunt wherever you want uh climbers you my can't. ladder stands are right where i want to hunt that's true that's, that's I, no, I had bad experience younger, got thrown into a ladder stand or a lock on, with the lock on and uh, it was one of the like real safe where you had to go from tree to tree. Oh, yeah. I have never <clears throat> in my life set up a lock on like that. Yeah, no, see, I was not Shame prepared for it. And I was just like told, yep, go ahead and climb in that tree stand right there. And you I'm like, like a pull up nope. to get like into the lock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, not not fun at all. Did not enjoy that you set. You sure me and, and Tom didn't set this up? <laughs> yeah, Tom, positive. Tom sets it up like he's never held a stand before. I just don't like other people climbing up my tree stands without making it difficult <laughs> to get in. Yeah, if you want to go through like a basic gymnastics course before you climb. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I was not prepared. It was way at way advanced. Um, and yeah, ever since then, I'm just like, nope. We're just gonna put that ladder stand up, and uh, that's what we're gonna hunt. I tell you right what, there. ladder stands are comfortable. You're, you're not gonna. I've like fallen asleep in mine a couple. Yeah, man oh, and a half. Those are. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I've fallen um, asleep in mine a few times. I don't know a deer hunter that hasn't fallen asleep in the woods. It's yeah. just, if I mean, I get in there. You're you haven't spent enough time in the woods or you're lying. Yep. Yeah. Truth. Uh, but, I mean, for all-day sits, I love my climber and ladder stands. But for those quick, like, after-work hunts, early morning hunts where you're, like, on a specific deer or in an area where you know it's going to be, like, an all-or-nothing kind of area – lock-ons are really really the nice. wind is right you gotta yeah, get wind, in there yeah. yeah that's the biggest one that i see like where you know for me maybe, it's like ah damn i gotta go hunt the other side of the property because the wind ain't right for that stand that i want to go yeah, to with, you know what i mean yeah when you decide you want to go mobile now you can mm-hmm. like uh, you can hunt the same path just right get somewhere else on it so your wind isn't going to yeah no i definitely so see the advantage what you of it start doing is come up with a mobile ladder stand you carry your ladder stand in the woods with you. That's what I'm saying. We, we come up with a extremely lightweight, packable ladder stand. With like a the Letterfly 5000. I like it. Oh. The Letterfly. Oh. <laughs> you could have a retractable ladder. That's what I'm just saying. Like one of them right sliding ladders? Like a yeah. telescoping, like, like an antenna, but with, he's on with to rungs. right there. We shouldn't be saying this on the air, guys. Nick, you're going to Let's get back to Alaska, out. and I'm going to... Jot down some notes here. It's one of those men in black, like quick things, and <laughs> nobody remembers what we just talked about. Right. Yeah. So Alaska is that what we we're talking about tonight? I, think we I don't know where you guys were going after the Frank was getting back in October. Well, I, It'll be yeah. Deer season by the time he gets. Well, back. I was asking what else he does besides have a booner on the ground by the time he gets back. I would hope not. <laughs> I'm gonna. All right. What were you saying? I was asking before we went on this ridiculous tangent, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like what else you do in camp. Um, cause like, you're gonna be up there a long time. Obviously, you know, you're going to be helping with guides and stuff, but like, um, I mean, is there any other hunting besides bear moose? I mean, are you cooking? Do they have a cook? Like what else goes into camp while you're up there? I am the camp cook. Uh, we have, <laughs> what we'll have is like, we have like one main camp and then we kind of branch out from there. And our camp is the farthest camp up where we spend all of our time. And, I am basically the camp bitch there. I cook. I I'm it glad is. you there said it. Is. I've been waiting to say <laughs> yeah. it. I'm sure you have. <laughs> Tom's, Everybody's Tom's been, been fry bitch at our camp for many years. Chomping at the bit. So, Champin. yeah. That's, that's champing, baby. <laughs> okay, so. But yeah, I'll, you know, cook all the meals for everybody. I always have, like, a pot of soup going or whatever. I 
you, cut, I mean, cut you firewood. Cook. We obviously you have to pre- do a little bit of meal prep, I would imagine, before you get up there. Yeah, like, we bring you know all kinds of like a lot of canned stuff, and uh, we'll have like little generators, like a small Honda generator. We can run a freezer for a little bit just to keep stuff frozen, and you know we'll throw some meat in there. But after you know, hopefully someone kills a moose, we can have some moose meat around. But uh, you guys eat the bear? Like no, Mm-mm. no good. Nah, I know. I mean, no bueno. What's so, that? No I mean, bueno. No, like no black bear. No. I know you've turned black bear into sausage and jerky, and that I thought was yeah. Great. I've had black bear prepared a few ways that I like it, but I've never had a fall brown bear that tasted anything. <laughs> you know who could probably get us a recipe on how to make a fall brown bear taste really good? Who? Uh, chef. Yeah, yeah, probably. I'm sure Jeremy could hook us up with something for that. But I like they literally taste like like get a get a salmon and throw it in the yard for a while. Put some crumbled blue cheese on it. Yeah, it, exactly. And that's what it tastes. Just let it rot and put some crumbled blue cheese on it, and that's what a brown bear tastes like. Yummo. Jeremy makes coyote backstrap yeah oh if he if he's got a recipe i'm willing to try it that's the kind of guy like yeah he makes coyote backstraps that he's had like his kids and other people try that apparently they're phenomenal i can't say for myself but i know a guy that shoots like a hundred of them every year we should we should probably try 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 it get some backstraps out of it Um, i'm working on it so yeah work on that because I, i for me if anybody could figure out a way to make a brown bear taste good it'd be him yeah i would bet so, well, I know where he can find. Give me a bear. I'll give it a go. Be. Yeah, they are they are not good at all. They're really gross. But put some hot sauce on it. Yeah. Exactly. A lot, a lot of hot sauce. Oh Frank, yeah. I put that put shit enough, on everything. Put enough of it on anything. It's gonna taste good. That's right. Hot sauce does fix a lot of food. <laughs> like that doesn't taste very good. Let me just. Oh, you don't like my cooking? No. Yeah. No, I love it. I Frank just want to put I, hot sauce on it. I like to just go a little crazy with the chili powder. Yeah, That's Nick puts I... about four pounds of chili pepper or powder on everything. That's probably why you're chili. over there shitting yourself all, all podcast. I love chili powder. <laughs> it's spicy stuff, but really good. Eh, to each his own, right? Did I say that one right? There's a yeah, champion. No, yeah. Good. To each on its own. <laughs> each on its own. <laughs> I don't think that's true. We need to get you a Proverbs book or yeah. something. <laughs> I feel like we've gone way off track, and it's probably just time to wrap it up on this. Unless Jared, he's... No, God, no. Oh, I like, want to hear Frank go more into this Alaska, though. We got way off. I'm just going to tune oh, out okay. here and listen for a minute. I just want to hear more Frank, about the Alaska man. Just let's go improv. What do, you, what do you got for Alaska? I mean, we pretty much talked about, like, start to finish when I get there. I fly into the village and then go to... Tom, do you have something to oh, say? Are you excited, Frank? Oh, I'm really excited. Good. There it is. Good. Yeah, there I'm is. very That's excited. That's what we wanted to hear. How long yeah. does it take you to get up there? What's your travel like getting up to Alaska? 15 hours It do, It really depends on what stupid connections you have. Because, like... The airports in Equox suck. Yeah, that's a fact. No, getting to Anchorage isn't bad. That's you know sometimes you'll get a stupid connecting flight that sends you across the country for no right. reason, and you backtrack and it's a pain. But usually it's fine. I've never had really any long layovers or anything or super long flights. It's not that big. So like deal. if you were to leave for the airport right now, when would you be in Alaska? Like tomorrow average, morning. Tomorrow morning. Well, it, dep- well, it depends on if he has to stop for gas. <laughs> True. <laughs> No, it, like the travel time like is not knows. that bad. Well, give give or take six, seven minutes for wind direction. Yeah, Tom's been. When I went to Alaska, we flew out of Pittsburgh at like 9 a.m. And I was in Anchorage Airport at like midnight. Yeah. Now, is, okay. now, you have to account for the time change, correct? Yeah. So how many hours back are you in Alaska? It's five. So Oof. realistic. So you left PA at 9 a.m., you get there at Alaska midnight, which means you're... It's five hours later here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so actually, like, total time to go is actually, like... Carry the two. You're, you're, Nick, <laughs> like why don't you just take a seat? It's, uh, <laughs> 6 a.m., so you're talking just about 21 hours. It, there you, you go. Have a you day, got it. It's a day of travel. Yeah. 21 hours. I just had to do all that mental math. Yeah, I, I, I was letting you go through system. it. Well, that was also with layovers. I think it yeah. was it was like a flight time, a is... four hour flight from here to Minneapolis, and like an eight hour flight from Minneapolis to Anchorage. Yeah, we're just saying hmm. day. 
Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and say a day. It's yeah. a day, but then <laughs> might as well make a day of it. But then, like, pack <laughs> a picnic basket because you're gonna be there all day. <laughs> but once you get to Anchorage, then you have to leave the Anchorage airport and go to a smaller airport called Danina, and that is where you fly out to get to the village, and you never know what's gonna happen at those airports. Like, and then you said you got to go up the river. Yeah, after I get now, to, how long if everything goes perfectly to plan? It's never done that. I'm saying never once. <laughs> if it were to, I mean, what what kind of travel time do you got on the heading river? Up? Yeah. So once we, I get my flight from Denina into Ekwok, must be on a walkie-talkie. Then get in a boat to go up river. It's another whole day on the river. Holy cow! Yeah. You said it was like 130 miles to Moose Camp or something. That's yeah. river miles. Yeah, river. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say I drove 130 miles today. That was. It took two hours. Like that's, that's nothing. Some big deal. That's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Must not have done many lane changes. <laughs> just let her eat at eighty the whole way. Yeah, you'll be there in no, about 16, hour and six minutes. Sixteen miles an hour on. Yeah, I could see I how mean, that would tack pristine. on a few few hours. Yeah, yeah pristine boats. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, like yeah. Frank said, they you've never had one that goes perfect. Like a boat breaks down. I I've never heard a perfect story from Frank uh, about. There's uh, always, I think it was last year was the real doozy, wasn't it? Yeah, was, I, I remember a that lot story. Going wrong last year. Yeah. Um, but it's a good time even though it goes, stuff goes wrong it always ends up good. oh i so, bet all right so we've talked like obviously you're going up as a guide but if somebody was interested in doing a 10-day hunt how much time are they like looking like there and back like total time if you've got a 10-day hunt how much time are you looking to take off of work a couple of weeks like two weeks would you say is a fair amount yeah because you're going to have a couple of days on either end of your hunt i was just going to say you said it's a day of flying and a yeah, day up the river like pretty much so you're gonna have 14 for days day, yeah like in that airport mm-hmm. just in case something or when something happens yeah because i remember there's been several times like your your dad gives like a window of when he's coming back like it's never like mm-hmm. this is when i'm coming home yeah and when once the season's over and all the hunters leave we still have you know all the camps and everything scattered up and down the river we have to then clean up it's like so, a family reunion yeah everybody wants to show up and eat and then uh scoot hey party's <laughs> over see you later yeah. and then we're like but that right there is what the hunters are paying for exactly is right so they can fly in shoot and shoot leave. scoot like yeah. panda bear eat shoot leave <laughs> what eat shoots and leaves you ever heard that panda bear joke i don't even want to hear <laughs> i'll run you through it uh, you don't have to. It's really funny. It's below. But you already have the punchline. <laughs> I think that kind of kills the funny. I can tell you the first line, and you're gonna figure it out. Panda bear walks into a bar, asks for a meal. The bartender gives him a burger, eats the burger, looks to the guy on his right, shoots him, walks out. Comes in, does it the same thing next day, and uh, bartender says, "Hey, panda, why do you keep walking into my bar, shooting people?" Stuff. Hands him an uh, encyclopedia gives him the definition of a panda it says you know going through it, it says you know where they were originate from their latin name and everything and then it goes through like their diet it says eats shoots and leaves <laughs> classic solid <laughs> got some chuckles at the table that's that's a good joke nick thank you well tell your friends that joke when next time you're at deer camp <laughs> <laughs> If I can remember all that, I, I probably will. Well, it's going to be out there. So yeah, it will be. I'll just listen to it. Listen about 49 it. minutes into a podcast. Holy cats. 33. Yeah. Turn it in. Panda bear drip. Panda bear. I'll put it in the show Panda. notes for you. <laughs> <laughs> put a little time link in there. Perfect. Man, we were just going off track like crazy. Yeah, you, you've been really getting us off, Nick. I haven't done anything. Yikes. That's all you, Nick. Please, Frank, continue. Anything else about Alaska? Yeah, no. Once the family reunion's over, then we gotta then we gotta clean up everything, and that is usually quite an ordeal. And then uh, then you fly back home and back to the real world. And then it sucks. Yeah. Then the fun's back, over. Come back to Corona Capital. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Thrilled. That is one thing Luke told me when he went and got his Corona test. Get to get back to that. Oh, speaking topic. of, yeah, Luke is, is in Alaska right now. Yeah, he, he just left, today, left this didn't morning. He? Yeah. 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 Oh, actually, tomorrow he'll be in Alaska, but he's on his way. Yeah. Nice. Fishing. Fishing. Yeah, but when he went and got his, like, because I was, like, not at all looking forward to doing the corona test with that three-foot swab they shove into your brain. And he said when he went and got his, it's just like a little Q-tip. They just touch the edge of your nostril and you're good to go. I was like, that's what I like because I was not looking forward to 
getting my brain scraped I think what out. What you ought to do? Tell him. Could you please not go up very far in my nose? I'm really congested and <laughs> having a hard time. Like, I'm having a hard time breathing. You can just don't get that up there. <laughs> I'll be sure to tell him that. I'm sure, that's probably no red flags whatsoever. Yeah. No. Like, oh yeah, sure, absolutely. You know, we won't even test you. We'll keep yeah. it simple. Since you're not feeling good, you can just take off. <laughs> Classic. Well, Frank, I will miss you while you're in Alaska. Me and Tom are going to be... Yeah, you guys better keep your we're shit together. We're going to keep her tied down while you're away. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jared, I think he said he's going to join us on a few podcasts. We're going to fill in. We'll you know, fill in. How much Some big shoes we... to fill, but I think I can do it. How many... What size? Nine? Ten? <laughs> how long are you going to be gone? Like, how many weeks we got to... People got to deal without having White Goodman on the six, podcast? Six weeks? Six or seven. Six weeks. Don't next, worry, buddy. I'll bring them in. Next six weeks. Man, yeah, ratings are going to skyrocket. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. You're like, Frank, for, turns out you were bad at the podcast. You've <laughs> been holding us back this the whole time. <laughs> Ship so, them. Frank, uh, have a good time in Alaska. We, I think will, we should have Frank close us out He's today. going to. I just wanted, oh, man. I just wanted to uh, you know, let him know that we've got him on. We've got this podcast under wraps. We're going to – it's going to be keep going strong. Six weeks, we'll put us at uh, – 39. 39 episodes. So Frank will be on episode 40. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. If you Depends. If the ratings back. are getting really good, we're going to have to say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you got to cut a man loose. So, Sacrifice one lamb, baby. Yep. So with that ending there, Frank's going to close us out tonight. Yeah. Definitely going to miss the podcast for the next month and a half-ish. So uh, while I'm up in Alaska, make sure you guys are all getting outside. 